Okay, so last day, grade fours, um, Augie was talking to his mom, and they were packing up for the retreat that he's going on with the rest of the kids in his class. And um, he decided that he didn't need his mom to put him to bed that night. And so he has ended the chapter by reading from his book, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So he's growing up a little bit and doesn't need his mom um, maybe as much anymore. Not in that way, anyway, but in other ways he will. All right, so again, we're telling the story from August's point of view. This one is called Daybreak. So now he's getting ready to go to the retreat. The next day I woke up really, really early. It was still dark inside my room and even darker outside, though I knew it would be morning soon. I turned over on my side but didn't feel at all sleepy. That's when I saw Daisy sitting near my bed. I mean, I knew it wasn't Daisy, but for a second I saw a shadow that looked just like her. I didn't think it was a dream then, but now, looking back, I know it must have been. It didn't make me sad to see her at all. It just filled me up with nice feelings inside. She was gone after a second, and I couldn't see her again in the darkness. The room slowly started lightning. I reached for my hearing aid headband and put it on. And now the world was really awake. I could hear the garbage trucks clunking down the street and the birds in our backyard. And down the hallway, I heard Mum's alarm beeping. Daisy's ghost made me feel super strong inside, knowing where, wherever I am, she'd be there with me. I got up out of bed and went to my desk and wrote a little note to Mom. Then I went into the living room where my packed bag was by the door. I opened it up and fished inside until I found what I was looking for. I took Babu back to my room and I laid him in my bed and taped the little note to Mom on his chest. And then I covered him with my blanket so Mom would find him later. The note read, Dear Mom, I won't need Babu, but if you miss me, you can cuddle with him yourself. XO Augie. All right, day one. The bus, ride, the bus ride went really fast. I sat by the window and Jack was next to me in the aisle seat. Summer and Maya were in front of us. Everyone was in a good mood, kind of loud, laughing a lot. I noticed right away that Julian wasn't on our bus, even though Henry and Miles were. I figured he must be on the other bus, but then I overheard Miles tell Amos that Julian ditched the grade trip because he thought the whole retreat thing was quote-unquote dorky. I got totally pumped because dealing with Julian for three days in a row and two nights was a major reason that I was nervous about this whole trip. So now, without him there, I could really just relax and not worry about anything. We got to the nature reserve at around noon. The first thing we did was put our stuff down in our cabins. There were three bunk beds to every room. So me and Jack did rock, paper, scissors for the top bunk, and I won. Woohoo! And the other guys in the room were Reed and Tristan and Pablo and Nino. After we had lunch in the main cabin, we all went on a two-hour guided nature hike through the woods. But these were not woods like the kind they have in Central Park. These were real woods, giant trees that almost totally blocked out the sunlight, tangles of leaves and fallen tree trunks, howls and chirps, and really loud bird calls. There was a slight fog, too, like a pale blue smoke all around us. So cool. The nature guide pointed everything out to us, the different types of trees we were passing, the insects inside the dead logs on the trail, the signs of deer and bears in the wood, what types of birds were whistling and where to look for them. I realized that my Lobot hearing aids actually made me hear better than most people because I was usually the first person to call to hear a new bird call. It started to rain as we headed back to camp. I pulled on my rain poncho and pulled the hood up so my hearing aids wouldn't get wet. But my jeans did. Um, and my shoes got soaked by the time we reached our cabins. Everyone got soaked. It was fun, though. We had a wet sock fight in the cabin. Since it rained for the rest of the day, we spent most of the afternoon goofing off in the rec room. They had a ping pong table and an old-style arcade game like Pac-Man and Missile Command that we played until dinner time. Luckily, by then, it had stopped raining, so we got to have a real campfire cookout. The log benches around the campfire were still a little damp, but we threw our jackets over them and hung out by the fire, toasting s'mores and reading the best roasted hot and eating 
the best roasted hot dogs I have ever, ever tasted. Mom was right about the mosquitoes. There were tons of them. But luckily, I had spritzed myself before I left the cabin, and I wasn't eaten alive like some of the other kids were. I loved hanging out by the campfire after dark. I loved the way bits of fire dust would float up and disappear into the night air and how the fire lit up people's faces. I loved the sound the fire made, too, and how the woods were so dark that you couldn't see anything around you, and you'd look up and see a billion stars in the sky. The sky doesn't look like that in North River Heights. I've seen it look like that in Montuc, though, like someone sprinkled salt on a shiny black table. I was so tired when I got back to the cabin that I didn't need to pull out the book to read. I fell asleep almost as fast as my head hit the pillow, and maybe I dreamed about the stars. I don't know. All right, this one's called The Fairgrounds. The next day was just as great as the first day. When we went, we went horseback riding in the morning, in the afternoon we rappled up some ginormous trees with the help of the nature guides. By the time we got back to the cabins for dinner, we were all really tired again. After dinner, they told us we had an hour to rest, and then we were going to take a 15-minute bus ride to the fairgrounds for an outdoor movie night. I hadn't had the chance to write a letter to Mom and Dad and Bea yet, so I wrote one telling them all about the stuff we did that day and the day before. I pictured myself reading it to them out loud when I got back, since there was just no way the letter would get home before I did. When we got to the fairgrounds, the sun was just starting to set. It was about 7.30. The shadows were really long, and the grass and the clouds were pink and orange. It looked like someone had taken sidewalk chalk and smudged the colors across the sky with their fingers. It's not that I haven't seen nice sunsets before in the city, because I have. Slivers of sunsets between buildings. But I wasn't used to seeing so much sky in every direction out here in the fairgrounds. I can understand why ancient people used to think the world was flat and the sky was a dome that closed in on top of it. That's what it looked like from the fairgrounds in the middle of this huge open field. Because we were the first school to arrive, we got to run around the field all we wanted until the teachers told us it was time to lay out our sleeping bags on the ground and get good viewing seats. We unzipped our bags and laid them down like picnic blankets on the grass in front of the giant movie screen in the middle of the field. Then we went to the row of food trucks, parked at the edge of the field to load up on snacks and sodas and stuff like that. There were concession stands there too, like at a farmer's market selling roasted peanuts and cotton candy. And up a little farther was a short, short row of carnival-type stalls, the kind where you can win a stuffed animal if you throw a baseball into a basket. Jack and I both tried and failed to win anything, but we heard Amos won a yellow hippo and gave it to Exmina. That was the big gossip that went around, the jock and the brainiac. Even uh, from the food trucks, you could see the corn stalks in back of the movie screen. They covered about a third of the entire field. The rest of the field was completely surrounded by woods. As the sun sank lower in the sky, the tall trees at the entrance to the woods looked dark blue. By the time the other school buses pulled into the parking lots, we were back in our spots on the sleeping bags, right smack in front of the screen. The best seats in the whole field. Everyone was passing around snacks and having a great time. Me and Jack and Summer and Reed and Maya played Pictionary. We could hear the sounds of the other schools arriving, the loud laughing and talking of kids coming out at the field on both sides of us, but we couldn't really see them. Though the sky was still light, the sun had come down completely and everything on the ground had turned deep purple. The clouds were shadows now. We had trouble even seeing the Pictionary cards in front of us. Just then, without any announcement, all the lights at the end of the field went on at once. They were like the big bright stadium lights. I thought of the scene in Close Encounters when the alien ship lands and they're playing their music. Da da do. Da, da, Everyone in the field started applauding and cheering like something great had just happened. <laughs>